You're listening to... Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. The Sports Fellas Podcast. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Andres. We are back with episode number 61 of the Sports Fellas Podcast. And today, along with my co-host, Eric. How you doing, sir? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, man. You know, last week we talked and I said it was a lot of good things happening for me. They just told me they're taking me off weekends. So I'm very excited about that, you know? Yes, sir. Always good to have the weekend off. But yeah. I remember last week episode, I was talking about how good I was doing everything. And then oh, Friday, I got in a car crash. But, oh, no. Yeah, Jesus, bro. It's not bad. Like, I definitely had the least. Like, there was three cars involved. And mine oh, was okay. by far the least damage. And it wasn't my fault. Like, the dude in the back got the ticket because he hit the middle dude who then pushed him into me. So, like, I don't know. It just... And I was, like, on my way to pick up my friends from the airport. So, it just changed a ton of plans. Uh, yeah, it was a pain. But Bro, you know, I had a dream. Life. I had a dream that I got into a car crash at, a, at the exit that I go to go to the gym. And that morning, there was two car crashes. And I'm like, yo, I just got, like, a deja vu. <laughs> but I ended up going to the gym that day. And, and I didn't get into a car crash, thankfully. But, Eric, today we have a special episode. And with this special episode comes a special guest. My boy Christian, how you doing, my brother? I'm doing well. I'm having some technical difficulties, but I'm still <laughs> here. You know, I'm glad to be back. We love that. So, ladies and gentlemen, um, we did promise you we were going to incorporate something new. We're going to talk about TV shows and movies. But before we do that, Eric and I, we decided we wanted to talk about the NBA MVP. Because, like we said last week, there's like 50 candidates. I'm dragging it. There's like six or seven. But we wanted to bring on Christian to talk about it because, you know, he's a... He wouldn't say he's a show kind of swore, but you know, he likes his shows, likes his movies. Always good to talk about sports with him. But without further ado, let's jump right into it. So Christian, you're the special guest. Um, Eric and I concluded last week, there's about six players that have a chance to win MVP. Obviously mm-hmm. it's gonna come down to two or three players. But for you right now, if you had a vote after 57 games, who would you say is the MVP? I would say my MVP as of right now would, uh, would be Shea Gilgis Alexander. Um, I see. I agree with you guys when you say that uh, a good amount of good amount of guys have like a chance to, especially now that Embiid is no longer eligible with the new 65 game rule. Um, but I think Shea probably has hit the best case as of right now. I think he's uh, been like MVP level. I think that the Thunder, if you if you value this, if you, uh, you know if you value it, the Thunder are you know their top seed. Um, they're doing way better than expected. Um, and I think that as far as offense and defense, he, he brought a lot to the table. Like I said, he's played at MVP level. Um, Christian, so Eric and I, we were talking about this, and we say that the evolution of the MVP has changed. Now, obviously, we're all modern, so we can understand how things change. Would you say this change of MVP of, oh, best player, best team is good or bad for the game? I'd say it's good. I'd say you always want to put more nuance into into awards like these, especially when it's affecting their livelihoods. Um, I think you want to be able to, you know, make sure you're getting the right one. So it should always be a case by case basis. It's nice to have, um, you know, like a, a, a thing that you can rely on when it comes to best team. I mean, best player, best team, but I don't mind when it, when it goes to, you know, just a different case, someone who, who's playing an MVP level and, and you find that case for them. And usually the voters t- seem to agree. Like it usually ends up being a runaway candidate. I'm not sure if it will be this year, but yeah. Yeah. Eric, thoughts on the 
MVP conversation? I would. I think the thing I would agree it's Shea probably right now. Um, I think the thing is though you can always like make the argument for Jokic because he always just has the stats to back it up. And they're I think the second seed right now if I'm third. Not mistaken. Third. Mm-hmm. Um, he's always gonna have the stats. He's playing up like 26, 12, and nine or something like that. Um, but Shea, I feel like every time you look at the box score, or you look at anything, or you just watch a game, he, it feels like he doesn't miss. Like, it feels like he just plays so smooth throughout the game. He plays very well in the rhythm of the game. And that's one of the reasons I like, like Kawhi a lot because he plays, I think in the rhythm of the game a lot, like smooth throughout it. And that's what Shea does. And I feel like he's just, he's very consistent. That's one thing about him is you very rarely see him have a 30% shooting game, a, a eight turnover game somewhere. He just like, completely falls apart like he's very consistent at least positively impacting the game and like uh christian even said his defense has been pretty good this year he's uh looked like a positive on that end which some other mvp candidates you could maybe not say the same thing like luca luca sometimes isn't looking great down there um yeah i don't know i'd say shea right now but then you could always also make the arguments for like Giannis and Jokic and even luca if you want to except they're like seven games back of the thunder i think so that makes it maybe a little tough mm-hmm yeah so my thing is right like i think that's those are the three perennial candidates right now um which is sad to say because Giannis is having a a, a fantastic season you know what i mean the bucks are the three seed right now and a lot of people love to say that oh because they got damian lillard he should be disqualified look at Stephen kd but we just said it a couple minutes ago right like the mvp conversation changes every year the criteria for mvp 2017 or 2006 or 1995 or this year it's it all changes you know so i don't think Giannis should be hurt just because he has Damian Lillard, right? Obviously, Damian is not playing up to his standards this year compared to previous years. He's been good as of late, but um, yeah. I mean, I think I think it falls between those three guys right right now, right? It could change next week. It could change in ten days. But between, if I had to say one, man, I just think, bro, like Shai's analytics and his advanced stats are ridiculous. Like his offensive box score is ridiculous. His defensive box score is ridiculous. He's averaging 30 a game on 65% true shooting percentage. But when it comes to Luca, right? I know a lot of people don't like him, say he doesn't play defense, yada, yada, yada. But I was looking at some stats and Luca is accounting for the most points in NBA history like right now. And, <clears throat> excuse me, his teammates have missed like 100 plus games. Now, obviously, that's not anyone else's fault that OKC has been healthy or Denver has been healthy. But when you talk about you amount 57.8 points per game, I know they're the seventh seed right now, and they just lost on a Max Struess. <laughs> Max Struess bullshit buzz, bro. I don't <laughs> I don't know what happened right there. That Max Struess buzz up here was hilarious. But if the Mavericks can get a top five seed, like I think they will. I think maybe Luka can get it. But as of right now, I think the voters will vote Shea. I think Luca is that player that, like, I mean, if you go back, what, three years ago, maybe even four, everyone was like, oh, this is the year Luca's going to win MVP. Oh, this is the year Luca's going to win MVP. I think this year is the best chance he's had so far, probably. And, I mean, we can say, like, oh, it's not the Thunder's fault, nobody's healthy. But, like, you can still add in that context and say that it does help Luca's case. It might not be something that gives it to him but it's definitely something noteworthy like if one player is playing with a much more injured team or just a much lesser of a team then that could play a part i think but i think 
they would have to close the gap a little bit because like seven games is still a pretty big difference. And like Christian said, also Thunder are overachieving right now. Like we expected them to be good, but we didn't expect them to be this good. So Mm -hmm. I think because of that, you still have to give it to Shea, but I wouldn't be, if, if Mavs can get a top five, top four seed, like you said, and the game difference isn't substantial, I wouldn't be mad at someone arguing for Luka. I would agree with that. Um, I had a question for you guys going back to the expectation thing and going to Giannis. Um, when it comes to like the Bucks and their expectations, I know Dame has been a, dis- a bit disappointing, but the Bucks defense in general, and then that's that's a lot where a lot of you know uh, Giannis's MVP stature comes from is, is defense and, and the Bucks underperforming. I wouldn't say that he's underperforming himself. Um, He's, he's probably been a little bit worse than, than other years. And, and that's, you know, a given considering his point of attack defenders are Dame and Malik Beasley. But <laughs> I think that that should have to factor into it a little bit. You know, I think that the fact that the Bucks are not doing as well as we thought they would. Yeah, I think, it, bro, but like, you know how, so Eric and I, we talked about this a couple episodes ago. There's very, very, I'm going to say a handful of players that can take a game over on defense. And Giannis is one of them, right? So mm-hmm. when you talk about the Bucks, if you t- if you went down the list one through 13, how many good defenders are on that team outside of Giannis? Probably no one. Like, Brooke Lopez, when did he have his, like, defensive player of the year can- um, candidacy? Was that last year or two years ago? Okay. It, was, it was last year and, I think, like, 2020 yeah, as well. Yeah, it was a couple of years in there where he... I think he's still pretty good defensively, but he has his limitations, too. Like, he's a 37-year-old. I think he's, he's like, 38. He's yeah, yeah, yeah. He's very, yeah, but like, he's very good rim protector. He's great in drop, but that that limits your, your defense a little bit. And I feel like Giannis had to make up a lot more than he had to before as a health defender. Yeah, and then you got guys like Jake Crowder who just came back, but he's not that good on, on defensively anymore. We know that. But, like, Giannis has been doing, like, a lot for this team. You know what I mean? Like, and it's crazy to say because Giannis had an audible at the All-Star game where he said, I'm the second oldest player, and he's still not 30 yet. So it, it speaks mm-hmm. volumes as to, like, the level of the NBA in the Eastern Conference, right? You Out West, you had all the old heads, quote-unquote. And then in the East, you had Giannis and then Dame who's turning, like, excuse me, you had Dame and then Giannis who's turning 34 in, in July. So I think Giannis does a lot under the defensive end and it gets underlooked because of Adrian Griffin, now Doc Rivers, but Giannis is still averaging 34 and 10 on like 65% true shooting percentage. I don't think that should be underlooked. And like the whole voters fatigue thing is also stupid. Like I don't understand, like Christian, I mean, you know this, right? We have conversations with people and they'll, you'll, you'll be like, hey, Eric, why do you think Giannis shouldn't win MVP? And they'll be like, oh, voters fatigue. And you're like, okay, but he's averaging 35 and 10. Okay, that's cool. Voter fatigue, and they just disregard <laughs> you. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, people use that as like a blanket statement without knowing what it really means, and how often it really like impacts the the game or or voters in general. I don't think it's that significant. It's almost never, like very rarely, can you look back in history and be like, oh, it might have played a part. Like you could maybe argue LeBron twenty eleven. You could maybe argue. Uh, one of the MJ years, I can't remember. I think when Carl Malone won or something like that. Ninety-eight. But yeah, there's like there's very few years in there you could argue, but I feel like people, like, if Shea won this year, people would point to next year if he wasn't the odds-on favorite. They'd be like, oh, just because of voter fatigue. Like one year and people are instantly ready to use that excuse. It's just like 
I don't know. It's just it's a it's a cop out. I feel like like it's such a pointless way, and it's a way to pretty much not give a basketball reason if that makes sense. Yeah, I feel like the well the same thing happened with Jokic, right? No disrespect to Embiid, right? But last year people were saying, oh, Jokic can't win MVP because Michael Jordan and LeBron didn't win three MVPs in a row. And I was just like, mm-hmm. but that's not a basketball reason. And and Jordan B was fantastic. Don't get me wrong, he was fantastic. But like Christian, Eric, and I, we all know people that would say, oh, Jokic doesn't deserve MVP because LeBron and MJ didn't three P. And it's just a poor reasoning to, to not to say that. You know what I mean? So I just I just thought I just thought it was a fair point to bring up the, the whole voter fatigue discussion. But um Christian, so Eric said that this has been Luca's best shot to win MVP. If you were a voter, what does Luca have to do in your eyes? for him to get an MVP? Does he have to reach the top four seed? Does he have to do more? Like, what do you think Luca can do to edge out Shea? Because I think we, we all think agree that Shea. I think it's a mix of things. Um, Mavericks getting better would obviously help. Um, I think the defense, as we mentioned, you know, getting that more consistent. I think he's been a little bit better on that end than he was to start the year. Maybe not good still, but definitely has to continue being like passable on that end. Um, and I also think if he, um, I, I think, you know, if people aren't a big fan of advanced metrics, but I think it, it ties into it a little bit. The Mavericks, even even having Kyrie this year in past years, have not outperformed um, teams with him on the court. And then when he's off the court, it's kind of like they don't miss as much of a beat as you think they should. Like, as far as plus minus goes, um, he's he's pretty down there to the other compared to the other MVP candidates so I just want to see him dominate the game when he's on the court I know that's tougher with worse teammates as well but um I think that if he you know takes it to that next level a little bit then that would be that would might bring him to to MVP so MVP level but MVP you know candidacy right so last week Eric and I we said that the Mavericks had the most underrated trade deadline would you agree with that? Oh, would I agree with that? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What exactly were the moves they made again? They had Daniel Gafford and they got um PJ Washington. And they traded away Grant Williams. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I definitely think Williams. that was That's one so of the best. Um, it wasn't that aggressive of a of a trade deadline anyway, so that definitely helps their case. And I think that those are moves that are like, you know, on the margins that'll help them. Yeah, they're, they're I think dangerous, the thing man. with them, though, is I just I don't know if I if they scare me that much when it comes to in the playoffs, though. Like, I still don't know if they're a team that like I would actually fear. Like, I don't even know if I'd see them making it like like I don't I wouldn't see them making the conference finals right now. I'd be pretty shocked mm-hmm. if they made it that far. Um, they could get out of the first round, but with how it stands now, they'll be playing one of the top seeds. So I don't know. I feel like it's kind of an uphill battle for them right now. If mm-hmm. if OKC plays Dallas right now, who would you take in a series? OKC. Oof. Without hesitation. Yeah, I, I mean, I Dallas could take win. OKC. You but what? playoff experience is definitely definitely something that's real. I think it would be a long series, and I think it, you know, it would probably be OKC just because of home court. Man, but a lot Shea would need to show up because a lot of people are already kind of crowning him. And Andres, I know, is a big advocate for like you have to do something in the playoffs before you get crowned at all, really. And people are already kind of crowning Shea, so mm-hmm. he would need to show up for like to like 
make this praise like concrete before anything yeah. crazy gets said. Because I mean, no, I he's only done what like that. one playoff series, and I mean he was young, so I'm not. He, gonna he, really he's had two, yeah, yeah, yeah. Two, he but like, he was young, and then I'm not really yeah. gonna hold them against him. Like yeah. I'm not gonna point to those stats and say which how bad <laughs> he was. I feel like that's pointing yeah. to like sixth man James Harden and kind of like I, I yeah, don't know. Exactly. I feel like it's different stuff, but. Like, if he sh- comes out this playoffs and has a pretty underwhelming showing, then I think that's going to be a big talking point over the offseason. I don't think that'll happen. Definitely. I think Especially if he wins playoff. MVP. Yeah, if he wins MVP, and, and I think that's how it is for every MVP, though. Like, you have to show up. Like, that's why every year it's the talking point with Embiid is because he's always, like, an MVP candidate. He's always up there. Same thing with Harden. Always was an MVP candidate, and then sometimes doesn't show up. Embiid sometimes doesn't show up. Like whenever you don't show up as an MVP or MVP candidate, you're gonna get looked at harsher, and you should because you're in those conversations for a reason, and you're not showing up like you should. I'm excited, man. We got 25 more games. Yeah. It's, it's it's been a good season. It's been a really good season. Yeah, I agree. Well, Christian, before we move on to the V topic of the night, um. If you were if you were Adam Silver, right? What would you make the conference finals today? No, I'm just kidding. But in your opinion, <laughs> what would the four teams in the conference finals be right now? As of today. Um, I would go I'd go really boring. I'd go Clippers, Nuggets, and Celtics, um, Bucks. Dude, but like I was telling this to Eric, bro, I really can't see the Nuggets not making the conference finals again. Like, yeah, no- it's, it's hard to discount them, bro. Like they're just, they're just really like I don't know. They're a well-oiled machine when they when they get it all right, and it seems like they're coasting. So until I'm proven wrong in the playoffs, if I'm proven wrong in the playoffs, I will be. But yeah, I, I see them making the Western Conference Finals and probably the finals as well. Yeah. Do you, do you think uh, the Timberwolves or Thunder would be more likely to make the conference finals? I would go with the Wolves. Wolves. They have a little bit more agree. experience and that size in the playoffs. People people do not uh, people underrate that size in the playoffs. It, it matters because that court it shrinks a lot. The, you know the what they say about the refs. They get a little bit more <laughs> less lenient. So yeah, there's yeah, a lot more like gritty. Just like you have to fight for every bucket a lot more. Exactly. Yeah. Like 90s hoops, baby. Bring that shit back. No more. <laughs> yeah, you see the but, topic. Yeah, like, the they're talking about how, like, offenses is too easy now. And stuff yeah, they're going to change the rules. They're going to, like, <laughs> they're going to bend the three point line so people can't camp in the corner. Oh, <laughs> people, I people. doubt that that's happening, but I, I do agree that there needs to be something done to give more of an advantage to the defense. Yeah, I mean, if Allen Iverson played today, he'd average 40 a game. No funny shit. <laughs> Those talking points are really funny. Man. Yeah. Eric, what's your conference finals? Because, like, I don't want to be boring and say Clippers, Nuggets, and Heat, Celtics, but, like, I just feel right now the Nuggets are just a wagon, man. They're really, really good. I'll be bold on one of them. So, on West, I do think I'll go Nuggets, Clippers as well. But on the East, I'll be bold, and I'll say Celtics, Knicks. Bro, the Knicks, when they're healthy, when yeah. like that that fifteen game sample size that we got of them healthy, they were really good. They held yeah. like four opponents to under a hundred points. They were all clicking. Mitchell Robinson could come back, but my question is, I know we know Tibbs will play him, but my question is, as a coach, would you play Mitchell Robinson? 
I would. I'd have him come off the bench. Limited. Because yeah, Harden's side like, has been that good, in my opinion. Yeah. But if Mitch comes back, like, right before the playoffs, ramp him up a little bit, I think he has a lot of value on that team. I will say that that is probably more likely to be, like, a second-round matchup, though, because I think Knicks are, like, three or four games back of the Cavs, and that might be hard to catch up to the Cavs. But mm, I'm yeah. not... I'm not fully bought into the Cavs right now. I do think they're a solid team, but I like if Knicks and Cavs met up in the uh, series, I would probably lean Knicks there. Christian, so I mean, yeah, uh, Eric and I before one last year, yeah. five game series. So Eric and I, we were talking about this last year, right? So in the NBA and in, and in, in every sport, every year is in a vacuum, right? But can you say that we can't pick the Cavs because they got punked last year and they have to show us something? What would you say? Um. I don't think so. If you wanted that to be your reasoning, I, I would understand. It wouldn't be mine. Okay. I'm, I, I'm mostly going on a year-to-year basis. You know, things like that matter. But I do, I do think that they would run into a lot of the same problems as they had. Um, but I don't think it's a prove-it type situation. I think it's a, like, just play play better or play different, you know? That's, that's fair. Because, like, a lot of people, I know they like to say that. Uh, I mean, they did, bro, they got punked last year. Like, there's no other song. You guys yeah, you're good. You're good. Um, but moving on to our next topic, we're going to talk about something different on the sports yeah. fellas. We're, we're going to talk about entertainment. And we have our guest, Christian. So, Christian, I, um, what are your top five comfort films? Like, if you're having a bad day, if you're in a bad mood, if you had a tough day at work, you just throw this movie on and you're like, lift me up. A lift me up movie. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen it. Have you seen Sorry to Bother You? Yeah. That mo- that I, I only got like halfway through it the first time watching it because I was like, what is going on? But... Nah, that's a good movie. <laughs> yeah, it's a very weird movie. Yeah, but I like it. it I mean, it, I, I'm sure it's not for a lot of people, but it is a good movie once you actually get through it all and, like, lock in for it. Yeah, I'd say that's probably one of my top top comfort movies just because it's so funny and then, you know, it's, it's kind of odd, so it keeps you, like, yeah. <laughs> keeps you into it. What else is on the list? Going a different a different way, I'd probably say um, just a classic Shawshank Redemption. Oof. Okay. Dude. Great. Classic. Isn't it ranked number one on like IMDb's movie list or something like that? Like I think it IMDb has it number one. Yeah. It's. Yeah. It's just tremendous, in my opinion. Like a, a well-told story, well-acted, great actors in it. You know, great plot twist too. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So you like more like kind of dramas, maybe as comfort films? I'd say so. Um, I don't find as much comfort in um, in like comedy or something. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know. This is a heartfelt movie. Yeah. <laughs> the ones that give me comfort are the ones that keep me like on my toes because that's yeah, how yeah. who I am as a movie watcher. That makes sense. That's fair. Eric, do you have a list of comfort movies? Um, yeah, I wrote it down just like, like a few. I didn't put like five exactly, but I put one. Uh, one of them, I'm sure one of y'all seen it, is Kings of Summer. Y'all, either of y'all seen that? 
does not ring. What's that about? It's about like these three kids and they kind of. Well, one of them, y'all know uh, Moises Arias? Yeah, of course, from Hannah Montana. He plays this weird kid named Biagio. It's one of my favorite characters in anything ever. Like, he's so funny in it. Um, He's just weird. Like, he just says weird stuff throughout the whole movie. But it's about, like, two best friends. And they, like, are sick of living with their parents. So they go and build a house out in the woods. And then the kid Biagio just, like, starts hanging out with them and won't leave them alone, kind of. And they can't get him to leave. Mm -hmm. And then they just kind of go out and live in the woods. And it's just about that kind of. And I don't know. It's... It's a movie that, like, I can just go throw on on a random day and just sit down and watch the whole thing. And it's one of those movies that I, I, I'm i not big into, like, re-watching movies constantly. Like, I, I'll watch yeah. a movie and then it'll be a little bit till I watch it again. But this is one of the few that I can, like, I'll watch pretty often because, I don't know, it, it just, it, like, is very comforting to me, I guess. It, it just sits at home with me, kind of. And it's mm-hmm. funny. It's like dramatic. It's it's everything. I don't know. I really like it. Y'all should watch it if y'all get a chance. I'll add that to it, the list. It has Nick Offerman in it. He's like the main kid's dad. Ah, he's good. He's good. Great actor. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. All right. So I'm gonna start us off with Click, man. <laughs> Ooh, I remember we talked about this not that long ago. Bro, Click was the first movie that I remembered that made me cry. It was the first movie that I remembered that I rented on Netflix. I said rented on Netflix because Netflix used to be DVDs. That movie, what, bro, I can throw on that movie mm-hmm. anytime and my mom would be like, why are you watching this movie if you know the dialogue to every scene? And I'm like, man, you really would not get it. I love Click. <laughs> I love Click. I think I've seen it around like 10 times myself. It's definitely a, a comfort movie for me too. It's just hilarious and it's a really good concept. Yeah. When people talk, it's not Adam Sandler's best movie. Definitely not top three, but like, it's a great movie. On another one, I'm going to keep the comedy route. This guy, he's not a good person. We all know that. But the bench warmers. What not? Bro, the bench warmers, man. I've seen it oh, yeah. like 50 times. Great movie, hilarious. Like I said, Rob Schneider's not a good person, but The Benchwarmers is a great movie. Dude, I haven't yeah, seen definitely. The in probably like eight years, nine years. Dude, I need to rewatch that. I think I gave you my Hulu login to watch yeah. Clips, right, Eric? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, was, it was something like that, like a long time ago you gave me that. I remember that. Another one, Star Wars Episode Three, one of my favorite movies mm. ever. Star Wars? Episode Three? Yeah, it's not the best one. The best one is five, but Star Wars Episode Three, definitely. definitely is it there. like just the fight scene at the end that kind of? Yeah, that shit yeah. just. Bro, it has just, to be. Yeah. Bro, Anakin just annoys me throughout the whole thing. He pisses me off. Yeah. Even in the second one, he's annoying. I can't stand him. <laughs> he's he's the man. Am um, I crazy to say that I've never seen Star Wars? You've never seen any of them? None of them. Yeah. I don't think it's crazy. I I think sometimes it gets overhyped by certain people. Like, I think they're kind of. I mean, there's too many of them now. I think it's just kind of overplayed. But yeah, but seven, eight, and nine don't really get recognized. Yeah, I would definitely watch like the original trilogy if you ever get the chance. And then the so it goes like four, five, six, one, two, three, and then seven, eight, nine. It's kind of like that. But chronologically, yeah. Like one and like so four, five, six are all really good. Me yeah. and Andres both agree that like five is the best one. Yeah, um, okay. one and two are okay. 
But they're three, like three is as good as the original trilogy. In my yeah, opinion. one and two. It's not that they're not good, but they don't have a plot to it. Personally. Yeah. Like the final uh, fight, the final fight in episode one is really good, right? But like, if you ask someone, what's the plot of Star Wars episode one? They're not going to know what to say because there's genuinely no plot. <laughs> yeah. And then like seven, eight, nine, like cinematically, they, they're they probably the best. Yeah. yeah. But like visually, they're the best. But the storyline it's kind of up and down on those three like i don't know it's like sometimes you like i don't remember which one it was i think it's the last one nine like you're just watching and something entertaining will be happening and you'll be like caught up in it and then it'll cut to a different thing that you just don't care at all about and you're just waiting to get back to the other thing it's that type of stuff where it's like some of the movie is just pretty much filler and a filler in a movie like that is stupid yeah yeah i agree another one any spider-man film my, my favorite superhero he's he's dead ass genuinely the greatest of all time okay now, this is a side topic we gotta talk about that then who christian have you seen all the spider-mans or what um i believe so i haven't I've seen, seen all, all the, amazing, all the Spider-Man you know, amazing spider-man ones i've seen all the you know all the new ones with marvel mm-hmm. so wh- who would you say is like the best actor for it like who plays him the best hmm <laughs> I'd probably say Tom Holland, like he's the most fit for it. I don't know if I'd like his movies the best, but I think he's probably the most fit to be a Spider-Man. Yeah, that's fair. Man, um, I will say. I'm, I'm, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, and No Way Home. I think that's the one with all three of them. Andrew Garfield yeah. was crazy good in that one. Bro, yeah, he, he whooped. He whooped everyone's ass. Yeah, he, he. He's just a phenomenal actor, though. Yeah, I don't want to say he carries. Mm-hmm. He's definitely the best actor of them three. Like when we're just talking pure mm-hmm. acting. Um, but I, I still feel like, and maybe this is cop out. I don't care. I think the best <laughs> Spider-Man movies are still the Spider-Verse ones, though. Like they're just, those are those movies are insane. Ooh, I didn't. I didn't even that. think that. I wasn't thinking animated. They're probably yeah, no, no, no. I, I was talking about the original three, but like when we're just talking about all Spider-Man movies. I think the two Spider-Verse mm-hmm. ones are the two best. They're both just like the second Spider-Verse movie is probably like if we talk about our top movies later, mm-hmm. it's on my list. Like that's one of my favorite mm-hmm. movies ever. Yeah, I went to see it in theater and I was in shock the whole time. Man. It was dude. Bro, everything ending, about it. Everything like, about it was so good. No, the ending what, the ending is terrible, dude. <laughs> no, no, the ending was good. No, no, I hate ending, when people say that. The ending was really good, but bro, like yeah. bro. I get it. It was a cliffhanger, but like that's what set you up for a third one. And also, I like this third one could be an an eight out of ten, and it still would probably be my favorite trilogy ever. It was, bro, it was really good. Yeah. Like it's phenomenal. But non superhero movie, you guys are gonna. I'm gonna catch you guys off guard. Catch me if you can. The first time oh. I saw Catch Me If You Can, I wanted to rewatch it right there. It was phenomenal. Nah, I'm about yeah. to watch that tomorrow now. You got me. I haven't seen that. Oh, you definitely have to watch that, Eric. It's, yeah, it's, I, I've seen it before, but it's, I've only oh. seen it one time. So oh, I'm like gotcha. still kind of fuzzy on it. I got to watch it again because it was really good the first time I watched it. Yeah, you'll pick up on some details that you missed too. It's it's mm-hmm. such a well-made movie. Yeah. And then last but not least, the inspiration to the name of this podcast, Goodfellas. Bro, the first <laughs> time I watched Goodfellas, I was with my dad. We watched it together. And I really wanted to rewatch it as well. It was mm-hmm. it was really good. It was really good. I want to give a shout out to Scarface. Obviously, great movie, but Goodfellas. I think it was better, honestly. I got to give a shout to uh, to Kicking and Screaming. 
<laughs> it's like, oh my god, yeah. It, it, that's one of the ones, like, for my family. Anytime it's on the TV, we all kind of just stop and start watching it. Yeah, I remember watching exactly. it in movie theaters, too, man. Yeah. Really? Um, I, I don't remember watching that one in theaters, but I remember watching it, like, over, like, so many times. I think it came out in 07, right? I'm, like, 99% sure it came out in 07. That sounds about right. Or 05, something like that, yeah. Yeah, I think right. it's 05. Oh. Okay. See, two two other ones I wrote down was one of them was Goodwill Hunting. Mm-hmm. Where I could watch Goodwill Hunting whenever. I love that movie. That movie when there's a couple scenes in there that have me going through it, especially now, knowing what we know about Robin Williams and everything, that oh, it makes yeah. it even harder. Um and then another one is just Parent Trap. I love Parent Trap. Okay. That's it. I think that's, that's a great one. That's another one that, like, our family, like, if it's on, we'll all kind of just stop. That's a very feel-good movie, you know? It's a very feel-good movie, yeah, yeah. Before we move on to best five movies that we've seen, one more shout-out. Ten Things I Hate About You. Love I you. have that written down also, yeah, yeah, yeah. Love, that love me a good rom-com, man. Eric, uh, Christian, do you like rom-coms? I do. I love rom-coms. What, what's yeah. your favorite rom-com, Phil? Hmm. Oh, I got my answer, if you ask me, man. Crazy Stupid Love. Oh, that's that a good one. <laughs> Eric. Uh, mine's About Time. It's, yeah, bro. About yeah. Time is so good. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen that, Chris? I have. Yeah, I've seen About Time. With, that's with Rachel McAdams, right? Yeah. 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 So with good. Rachel McAdams is one hell of a woman. And actress. Tremendous. All right. Best. Moving on to our third topic. Best five movies that we've seen. This could be any genre, anything. Eric, hit me with all five of them. And your oh, order. you want to go all five, or you want to go five, 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 four, four, four? No, hit all. Hit me with all five of them. I want to hear all five. Okay. Rapid five, fire. Five. I have Boyhood. I don't know if mm. y'all are familiar with that. I, I love that movie. movie. Ethan Hawke. I love Ethan Hawke. Um. Four, where is that? I just had it. I had letterbox up because I was looking through my list. Four, I have uh, your name, or I have Spider Verse, and then okay. I the second Spider Verse, and then I have your name, the anime. I don't know if either of y'all really watch anime much. It does not ring a bell. No. I haven't watched that one. Y'all gotta watch it, bro. It's like a love story. So good, bro. It yeah, yeah, yeah. y'all gotta watch that. If y'all, I think it's like the highest. It's either sec- first or second highest grossing mm-hmm. anime movie ever. Um, and then second, I have City of God. That movie. Ooh. Oh, I love that movie. And then wow, first, I have, first, I have Moonlight. You have you have said a lot of times that Moonlight is your favorite movie. Yeah, I love Moonlight. Like that is one that lot like sucks me in every time. I I love that. But that's one of those ones where like it's my favorite movie ever. But I don't like watching it like too often. I it's kind of one of those ones where wow. I have to, like, sit down and kind of just like get absorbed in it. Mm-hmm. Christian, do you want me to go or do you want to go? It doesn't matter you, to me. You can go first. You can go first. Okay. Okay. All right. Top five movies that I have seen. No order. Are we ready? We're going to start us off. Interstellar. Bro. That's Interstellar, close. visually, the music for it. Matthew McConaughey. I have zero bad things to say about this movie. Will it, will, is it Christopher Nolan's best? That's a debate for another day. Dude, we can make a whole episode dedicated to Christopher it Nolan is. movies. I think, I think it is. I think it is. Next. It's already mentioned, but Shawshank Redemption. Like, mm-hmm. bro, the the storytelling in this movie, the plot twist, the acting, the end of the movie, everything was phenomenal. Number three, Parasite. <laughs> oh, I knew that was coming. You stole one off my list. 
I oh knew that was coming. Number four, Heat. Three hours. I don't care. That movie was phenomenal. The, the the bank scene is one of the best scenes ever. Bro, it's Robert De Niro and Al Pacino together. You have to watch it. I'll check it out. <laughs> Number five, Prisoners. Oh, Bro. yeah, that's that's up there. Dude, you stole another one off my list. Oh, oh, <laughs> that's I'm up sorry. there for me. I love Prisoners. Honorary mention, the, the Social Network, bro. The Social Network was so good that I had a Facebook post from 12 years ago that come up in my memories. <laughs> I have not seen, Christian, Christian, don't kill me. I have not seen No Country for Old Men. Oh. And, I have, and I have not seen The Godfather, sadly. Okay, that's fair. So good. Well, starting it off, you crossed off a good amount of my list, not going to lie. You know my number. <laughs> well, well, let's go with five. Five, I'm probably going to go with Shawshank. Okay. Um, four, I think I would probably go with Eyes Wide Shut, Stanley Kubrick. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, three, I would go with Prisoners. That movie Dude. threw me off whenever I was watching. That movie spun my head around. Like, I, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to change it now. Two, I'm going to go with The Notebook. Oh, that is a great shout. Yeah. And you know my number one is No Country for Old Men. I knew it. That's why (laughs) I wrote it down. Because if you follow Christian on Twitter, that's literally his header. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I think that that's like one of the best movies ever made. Like number one, man. I I could watch it anytime. I think it's a perfect plot, perfectly acted. Like everything about it. Like the action... The effects. So you're saying I have to watch it tomorrow? Hmm? You're saying I have to watch it tomorrow? <laughs> I, I think so. I think it's worth it. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it to the top of the list. Like, bro, there's a lot of movies that I haven't seen yet, like Pulp Fiction. I know um, mm, a lot of people wow, love that yeah, movie. Is, mm-hmm. is that the one where there's like three storytelling, right? Like three parts? Is it that one? Or is that? Yeah, I think that's something different because okay. well, Pulp Fiction is kind of like doesn't really that, have that's a story. Story. well, that's kind of his style. Is he always has movies like that yeah. kind of Quentin Tarantino? But like, I don't know. It, it, like, have you ever seen Reservoir Dogs? By him? I have. It's on the list. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I need yeah, to. I need to get to. I need to get into um, Quentin Tarantino's work. Have you guys seen a 2001: A Space Odyssey? I know a yeah. lot. Of I haven't, but I heard people yeah. say it's, it's 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 close to my top list. Probably like that movie. There's a lot. Like there's. The top five for me is probably pretty like hard to get into, but like that's six through ten. There's so many movies I could probably fit in there. Mm-hmm. That's, that's like Tales Space Odyssey's up there, Shawshank's up there, um, No Country for Old. Yeah, th- there's a lot that could go up there. <laughs> Prisoners is in there for sure, bro. I, well, it's not it's not in the top like five or six, but Nightcrawler, bro. Like Jake Gyllenhaal is just a phenomenal actor, man. Nightcrawler was really good. Yeah. I like I like Nightcrawler, um, but last but not least, top five favorite TV shows. Wow. Oh Jesus. All right, I'll start us off yeah, because yeah, my yeah. list is not going to be the same as everyone else's. I'm going to start us off strong. Ted Lasso. Ooh. Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso has everything to me. Comedy, good storytelling, good acting, everything. Obviously, I don't care what people say. This is a bandwagon one, Breaking Bad. That you can't say, you can't say. Like, if you see Breaking Bad, there's no way it's not in your top five TV shows. Mm-hmm. Better Call Saul. Obviously, the storytelling was amazing. Mm-hmm. I threw a curveball. Two and a half men. Ooh. 
I was it, not expecting that from you. I've never heard you talk about Two and a Half Men. Two and a Half Men was phenomenal. I and, watched it on TV reruns a couple times. It was good, but I never really got into it that much. It's on. It was on Peacock, and that's where I rewatched it, even without Ashton Kutcher. And last but not least, Christian, mm-hmm. I'm sorry for taking this off your list. Malcolm in the Middle. That's Ooh, that's on my list. That's, that's that, that would have been up there for me. That's on my list. Malcolm in the Middle. There's a. I want to give a special shout out to George Lopez. Obviously, um, Arrow was great. I have not finished Succession or The Wire, sadly. I didn't want to put it on the list because I have not finished them. I'm not one of those people that just bandwagon shows just to bandwagon them. I have not finished Succession or The Wire. Um, but, yeah, that's my list. I love Ted Lasso, man. What else? Eric, you and I, we talk about Ted Lasso all the time. Ted Lasso is yeah, phenomenal. That movie. There, that show. Man, it, it does kind of have everything. I will say the one thing that does kind of suck is I feel like the third season... It, well, it was good, but it was, there's some episodes where I'm kind of like, nothing happened in this episode, really. That's like, fair. I the agree. first season was, like, peak TV. Second season was really, really solid. And then third season, it ended really well, and it had a few really good episodes sprinkled in. But overall, it was definitely the weakest of them. Yeah. Christian, your thoughts? Um, My top five. All right. So let's go The Office at five. Okay. Game of Thrones at four, even even if it uh, even if it did disappoint at the end. Was it, okay, um, I've never watched Game of Thrones. Is the ending really that disappointing? Because I like, wanted to start it. Yeah, everyone it agrees was, it was bad. That's why I want to ask. Damn, it, it, it was a really really bad ending, and, and even the seventh season was not good. Looking back at it, because so much that they did in that season like was dependent on the eighth season being good and it was just not so well like the first six seasons it must have been insane because everyone talks about that movie being or that show being one of the best shows ever mm-hmm. like that's crazy is, is it on max i think it's on max right yeah it's on max yeah, yeah. um yeah, so was the so was the uh the sort of prequel to it uh house of the dragons yeah i heard season two is coming out in june mm-hmm and so, okay, so I said five, Office, four, Game of Thrones, three, I'll go with Ozark. Oof, that is a great shout that I did not think about. Love Ozark, man. It's nah, man. The ending show. was good, too, I, I yeah. would say. I'd say so. Um, two, this one's tough. Yeah, so my top two, I think, would be Prison Break even though it kind of fell off after like the second season a little bit the first season was one of the greatest and the second season i heard that too bro i feel like a lot of people share that opinion but i felt like the first season was just so strong it's like you don't have to judge every season equally okay and i felt like it was still watchable and it was only four seasons five seasons i guess now but i didn't really pay attention to the most recent (laughs) season and number one Number one would be the obvious Breaking Bad. Like, yeah, by far my favorite show. I would have Better Call Saul top five too, but I want it to be fair to other universes. That's fair. That's fair. Is there a show, Christian, that you want to give a special oh. shout to that did not make your list? Mm, definitely Malcolm in the Middle. Malcolm, bro, Malcolm. Yo, yeah. Eric, whenever we talk about Malcolm in the Middle, I text Christian about it, and bro, it's just so funny because like we're so locked in on Malcolm in the Middle. What did I put yeah, on, man. That, that's definitely a comfort show too like if i if i feel like i'm you know just bored and don't have anything to watch i'll, I'll cut one of those episodes on i can turn on any season 
Yeah, Malcolm in the Middle is in my top five. It is number five for me. Cause oh, what a way to start us off. Okay. That was the show, like, growing up, me and my brother, so we would wake up at, like, 5.45, 6 to get ready for school in the morning. And we would, like, while we're eating breakfast or just getting ready, we would throw on an episode of Malcolm in the Middle while we were, like, just doing that. And that's why we would be running late some days is because we'd be sitting there watching it too much. Um, you know what I would be watching at 6 in the morning? <laughs> What? Mike and Mike in the morning. <laughs> yeah, sports center. I mean, shit. I remember seeing one kid. He like, whenever I was in like junior high with him, he said that his favorite show was Sports Center, and I'm like, I feel like that's such a weird show to say is your favorite show. Though. Like, I feel like it's a weird thing. I don't know, bro. Um, the, not, the not top ten on Fridays, you had to be there. <laughs> um, damn, this is tough. I had my list. I accidentally deleted it, so I'm trying to remember it. Number four. Probably Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso, like, season one, like I said, was probably one of my favorite, like, things I've ever watched, just show-wise. Like, it was so good. Um, number three, I would probably have Breaking Bad. I didn't watch it when it came out, so I didn't really catch that storm. Like, I watched it after it was all the way out and kind of binged it, so... But, I mean, still, one of the best shows ever. Um... Number two, I have Friday Night Lights. Ooh, that show. Good show. Yeah, that one. Um, all five seasons, like, except for season two. Season two was kind of, but like in season four, he goes to a different school. And I remember thinking that it was going to be awful and it was going to ruin the whole show. Still insane. And then number one, I have Blue Mountain State. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, I, have, no, I got How I Met Your Mother. How I Met Your Mother is always going to be my number one. How I Met Your Mother. I, I would have guessed that, honestly. Yeah, How I Met Your Mother is always going to be my number one. I, that's, that is my sh- Like, I don't usually go and just throw on the same show. I like watching different stuff. But How I Met Your Mother is the one show that, like, if I'm going to re- throw something on to have on in the background, it's going to be that. Yeah. Dude, I can't believe I didn't think about Ozark, man. Oh, my God, bro. Love that show. Bro, and it's kind of like a knockoff Breaking Bad, but it's still so good. <laughs> you would have never guessed that from um, from the actor that that plays the main character because like you, bro. When I saw him, I'm like, the guy from Horrible Bosses is the main yeah. guy here. I was like, yeah, what the exactly. hell, bro? That's another nice. comfort movie of mine, by the way. Horrible Bosses and That's Horrible Bosses too. <laughs> Horrible Bosses, hilarious. Yeah, Horrible Bosses is a phenomenal comedy. Uh, bro, and when it comes to um, um, Christian, I tweeted about this the other day, right? But bro, mm-hmm. the con- have you ever thought about the concept that goes into directing a movie, getting the right actors, the storytelling, the producing? Like, it's such a foreign concept to me. Yeah, it's like and, an like, art form, man. I appreciate it so much, bro. Yeah, that's why they get paid the big bucks, you know, just <laughs> seeing who would have on on screen chemistry you know knowing who exactly is hot at that time it's a, it's a tough thing to do and they, they knock it out the park a lot of the time yeah i'm gonna name three specific examples this could be bandwagon-ish it doesn't matter to me uh heath ledger right heath ledger did 10 things um 10 things that i hate about you and then mm-hmm. he went on to become the joker and you're just like i'm sure we didn't have social media back then obviously but i'm sure when heath ledger was announced people were like this guy's gonna be the joker what the hell Mm-hmm. Um, number two, obviously, um, Brian Cranston. He went from Malcolm in the Middle to a drug lord. Like, what, what, yeah. the, hell, what the hell kind of transition is that, bro? And then number three, Robert Pattinson, right? When he came out as the Batman, a lot, a lot of people were upset with him being the Batman. I remember that clearly. And he mm-hmm. turned out to be one of the best ones, if not the best one. So, 
those are three specific examples of um um what's that called actor casting right they're not typecast yeah they're not typecast yeah yeah that's yeah, crazy man yeah I, some actors def like vince vaughn i feel like he's one of those typecast ones like he plays the same role like owen wilson kind of plays the same role a lot but like bro owen wilson yes bro wait, he's, <laughs> bro wait, what's y'all seen wait. that compilation of him just going wow have um, you seen um, Droba Taylor? Horrible yeah. movie, but that shit's hilarious. That, mo- that movie's hilarious to me. It, it's it's, it's really bad, but it's like it's so, so bad, bad it's good. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> I've watched it a couple times for sure. Yeah, Same. Yeah. We own that. That was one of those movies like in my mom's like suburban. We had on the little DVD player in the back. That was one of the ones we would throw Yeah, because it went straight to like $5 DVD. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for good reason. But. I think oh, everybody what? had it. Hoorah. <laughs> Bro, bro, with Josh Peck, and then at the end he's like, "I'm 17, I'm 17, I'm 17." <laughs> I think bro, that was bro. one of his first roles where he had lost weight, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. sounds right. Bro, speaking of that, J- Jonah Hill, man, Jonah Hill's best movie is probably um, wait, what's the name of the Wolf movie? Wolf of Wall Street. Yes, Wolf of Wall Street is great, bro. But when it comes to comedies, he was great on on um, Twenty One Jump Street. But dude, mm. on Super Bad, he was Ooh, hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was top tier. He was he was hilarious. I think he's another another great actor. I think another um adding to the not type cast would be Paul Dono. He's yes. a great, yeah. great actor in like different roles. Yeah. And he's done different things over the years too. Like he was in Little Miss Sunshine. Then I love Prisoner. Little Miss Sunshine, dude. That movie's so good. Yeah, that one's tremendous. And, and he's he was in There Will Be Blood as well. That's another great movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm yeah, I love seeing actors like that with like a ton of range. Like because you never know what their next movie's gonna be. Like it could be anything. Exactly. Bro. Uh, bro, I love my brother. He's a person I look up to. When I watch a movie with him, bro, he's like, oh, that's the guy from blank. Oh, that's the guy from blank. And I'm like, yo, can I watch the movie in peace? <laughs> no, but like, it's, it's so funny, right? When you think about this. Like yesterday, I watched um, Dune part one and it was um the, the it was Aquaman. And I'm like, oh, look, it's the guy from Fast and Furious. <laughs> and then it was Zendaya. And I'm like, oh, look, it's the guy from Euphoria. It's a girl from Euphoria. And I was just like, I miss my brother. So like, it was just like hilarious to point that out, you know? And oh, Batista. I'm like, oh, it's the guy from Spectre and the guy from the WWE. So like, yeah, exactly. Yo, Batista has range, man. He's in a lot of great movies. He, he's, he's better than The Rock. Man, I heard, I that, just... that, I heard that that Knock at the Cabin movie was kind of underwhelming. Have you, either of y'all seen that? I haven't seen it. It was like one of the recent movies he came out. I think it was called Knock Kevin. It was like a movie he came out with recently, and it looked the trailer made it look so fascinating. But then like the reviews started coming out about it, and it apparently wasn't all that. Oh yeah, that's that M Night movie. I don't know how to pronounce it. M Night Shyamalan. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how you say it. I could be wrong, but bro, have y'all seen? Have y'all seen Old? I have. That was not very good. (laughs) That movie was. I don't know how to describe that movie. Like, I oh, I pretty much fell asleep on it because I watched it on a plane. We watched it in theaters. We were like, ah, we knew it wouldn't be that good. You could just kind of tell by the trailer and everything. So we were like, ah, it. we'll go in and have a good time. We were like at serious moments when you're supposed to be like, oh my God. We were kind of just laughing. Like, what is going on? Like, <laughs> I, I'm not going to say it's like the worst movie ever. It, it the, wasn't the worst. It, like, the concept it, is kind of fascinating, but it's like, 
I don't know. There are some moments where you're just kind of like, what are we doing here? Like, what is going on? <laughs> it was, yeah, it was kind of poorly executed. It was a little bit corny to like a lot of the yeah. like. That's just kind of his movies, though. That's what I'll say. Oh, another movie or another show I'm going to throw out. There's two shows actually I want to throw out. One of them, 112263. Have y'all ever seen that? It's I like haven't. a. It's, it's like a mini series. It's it's based on a book by Stephen King, and Ooh, we love you, Stephen King. It's about like James Franco plays the main character, and he like is goes back in time, and his job is pretty much like he goes back, and every time he goes back in time, it takes him exactly to the same moment, like October eleventh, nineteen sixty, the exact same moment every single time. And when he goes back to real time, only two minutes have passed, no matter how long he spends there. Uh, and his friend wants him to go back in time and live three years in the past and stop the assassination of JFK. What the? And it's really fast. Oh, yeah. I, so 11 22 is the date that he got it. Yeah, 11 22 is the date he uh, gets assassinated. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. gets sent back in 1960. So he has to live three years in the past. Jesus. It's so fascinating. And it talks about how, like, whenever he's doing something that might affect the past like it changes what really happened the yeah. past like pushes back on him and tries to stop him from changing it and uh, it's so fascinating y'all should watch it if you get a chance i would do that to, like to eight episodes oh it says it's on hulu as well i might have to give that a chance yeah, yeah. and then also there's another one that i doubt either of y'all will ever watch this but i re- i just ran a marathon like eight days ago my first mm-hmm. ever marathon and one of the yes. shows i watched appreciate it one of the shows I watched was one my brother showed me, and it's an animated or animated show, mm-hmm. and it's about like this guy. It's called Run with the Wind, and it's about this guy, and he like is on the run team, and mm. all the housing on campus is taken up, and there's like these nine guys that need housing. So he's pretty much like, "Oh, come stay at this house, come stay at this house," and then once he tricks them all into staying on the house, he goes, "Well, now you're on the run team because this is the run house, and if you live here, you're forced to be on the team." And so he pretty much tricked them all into being on a team. Uh-huh. And it's about them trying to go on and like win this competition. And none of them want to run. All of them hate it. It's kind of about like their journey to getting better. It was the most like motivational show to watch getting ready for the marathon. I'm not going to lie. Like the music from that, it's all Japanese music and stuff. Music from that I listened to throughout almost all the marathon. Mm. That's so good. All right. Before we go, I got a curveball. Um, Christian, mm-hmm. your favorite horror film. Hereditary. I knew you were gonna say that. I, I, Hereditary, actually, it's a tie. Hereditary and Sinister. Oof. Eric, mine's probably Hereditary. Ooh, I don't know. Um, I'll go Hereditary for now. I I would need to think about it more, but Hereditary is definitely up there. All right, Blair Witch Project or Wreck. Wreck was the Never first one. Wreck. From mm-hmm. Wreck. Dude, Wreck is like Paranormal Activity, but like on steroids. I've Paranormal. never, I've only seen half of one of the Paranormal Activities, and I could the not The first get movie into is, it. no, the first movie is phenomenal. The first one is <laughs> I phenomenal. I could not get into, well, I don't know which one I saw, but I was just like, um, like, what is the point of this? Maybe I need, maybe I was watching the worst one, and it just happened to be that, but I'll watch the first one and see, because whatever I was watching, it felt like All terrible right. acting, terrible everything. <laughs> and I asked this to Christian already, Eric, so I'm going to throw you a curveball. Best? Not favorite, best Leonardo DiCaprio um, performance. Oh my God! Hold on, let me pull up all of his movies just so I make sure. That's such a tough one. Yeah, because he has so many. Oh my God! Hold on. Bro, I can't believe it took um, him so long to win a, a, an Oscar. Shutter Island's up there. We said Shutter Island. Christian and I were talking about Shutter Island. Inception's yeah. up there. Bro, Inception. Um, 
I haven't seen Killers of the Flower Moon yet, but my friend hyped it up to the moon. So I really want to watch it. Um, it's on Apple TV if you have Apple TV. Yeah, I watched it recently. I thought it was pretty good. I'll go I'll go Shutter Island. Alright. That movie's yeah. insane. He has so many man, he's so good. Bro, Eric, tomorrow, if you can't watch Catch Me If You Can, like it's bro, it's yeah, I got so you. good, man. So good. Oh I mean shit. Tomorrow I mean, at work I'm gonna be chilling, so I'll we all have something to watch. I have to watch um No Country for Old Man. Eric has to watch. <laughs> Eric has to watch Catch Me If You Can. Man, this was a really great episode. Christian, thank you for coming on. Thank you for doing this, bro. Of course. Was... Thank you guys, as always, for having me. Yeah, this was phenomenal. But like, share, comment, subscribe. One more thing before we go. Christian, who's winning the NBA title? Celtics. Oof. Eric? Clippers. I'm, I'm going to double down and stay with the Clippers. I can't I can't turn my back now. I've been talking shit for like <laughs> two months now. It can't stay like this, but... Like, share, comment, subscribe. Episode 61 of the Sports Fellas Podcast, and we'll see you in the next one.